Okay, he's with us. It's movies and television. I've I've missed him for the last couple of weeks. Uh, Philip Malloy, uh, you want to talk about prequels or sequels or prequels or, or whatever? There's certainly, there's enough of them around. I have What's to say. a prequel? Well, a prequel, I suppose, would be three movies, one after the other. Oh, okay. Uh, and okay, in if you're referring to Mad Max, okay, there's a new version, um, a new Mad Max called Fury Road, opening next Friday week. Uh, stars uh, Tom Hardy and Charlize Theron, made by a guy, an Australian director called Frank Miller, George Miller, and uh, that that's the fourth in a series. Started off, you remember, it started off with Mel Gibson. Yeah, Mel Gibson, I think, was twenty-one at the time in nineteen seventy-nine, nineteen eighty. It came out in nineteen eighty. Then he did another one two years later. He was about twenty-three, and um, uh, then they did the last one. They did the last one up to now in nineteen eighty-five. So what we have now, obviously, is the thirtieth anniversary of the Mad Max movies. But am I right in thinking they weren't fabulously successful? No, but absolutely fascinating, uh, fascinating stuff about it. Uh, the first one um, wasn't was successful in Australia. Uh, this was the time in Australia of the Australian New Wave. There were complaints at the time that they were making these art films. Uh, uh, but they weren't really art films. They were kind of middle-of-the-road movies, but they didn't make that many action movies until Mad Max came along. Mad Max did well in Europe, did well in Australia, did bond in, in, in America. And uh, they, what they had to do in America was they dubbed the whole movie, they dubbed the Australian accent out of it. Uh, so they had American actors speaking these lines. And... Uh, um, so that was the first one. Then the second one was uh, Mad Max Road Warrior. The rights of the movie were uh, bought by Warner Brothers. Warner Brothers decided that they essentially hadn't released a first film. Uh, and so they decided that they'd call it, have a special name for it, a separate name for it, and they call it Road Warrior. But it was and really the first movie. It was really the first movie. Oh, is that the one with Tina Turner? No, that's the third movie. Oh, that's I see. That's Beyond Thunderdome. And the second one uh, was made in um, a place called Broken Hill in New South Wales. No, no. Uh, no. And uh, it's about 800 miles, apparently, west of Sydney. And... Um, so one of the great things about these movies, and especially the second one, which I think is the best, haven't seen the new one yet, but the second one, they're, they're action movies. They're big sort of scale action movies. You remember the scene in Stagecoach where the stagecoach is attacked by Indians. That sequence goes on for 11 minutes. One of the action sequences in a Road Warrior, uh, which is a, a tanker scene, tanker being chased by all these people on different for oh, motorcycles. remember that, yeah. That yeah. goes on for 13 minutes. All right. And okay. uh, there were great action movies because there was no CGI at that time. All right. Now, can we, are we going to see them? Is there a chance well, of us well, seeing them in Ireland, yeah, first of well, all? Well, okay. For, first of all, uh, first of all, they're, they're releasing uh, Mad Max and Mad Max Road Warrior. They're releasing both of those in a double bill next weekend. And then the following weekend, we'll get uh, Mad Max Fury Road, which is, it's apparently it's been pending for about 12 years. Uh, it cost 150 million uh, Australian dollars. The first one cost 400,000. I know it was 1980 and all of huge difference there. And it was made, this one was made in the Namib Desert. You, you, would you know that? The yeah. Namib Desert, which apparently is a, a desert of 30,000 square miles, which stretches across three countries in the southwest of Africa, Angola, South Africa and Namibia. 
So right. that's where they made it. But I, I was wondering why they even needed to. I mean, the one thing they have in Australia is plenty of desolate places. Yeah, plenty of desolate places, but apparently they were worried about the rain. Uh, maybe right, it was okay. the time of the year in New South Wales. Okay. So they decided to go to, um, to Africa. So there you go. All right, uh, you could give me some of uh, your thoughts about uh, tree quills anyway, uh, yeah. to 53106. And about um, Mad Max, and if anyone wants to say anything about Mel Gibson, you know, where his career is at and all that kind of stuff, we're yeah. here. Uh, listen, um, I, I was on holiday, then yeah. I got back, before I was on holiday, I still had uh, recorded a couple of Mad Men. I hadn't started the new series. So I came back from my holiday and I watched five of them, oh one God. after a, the other. I, I only watched two, actually. I have the There's only one left, left now. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which is tomorrow. Which is the... The, the, the end. Yeah, the yeah. But there's an interesting thing if you have your old sky box thing. Mm. Have you got sky box? Uh, yeah. You can download, have a look at it. It's the cast of Mad Men in the actor's studio. And you know that interview thing in the actor's studio oh, yeah, that your yeah, man yeah, does? Yeah. Well, he interviews six of them. Yeah. January Jones, John Hamm. Tell you who's very good. Now. I saw it actually. Tell you who's very oh, good. The girl, the girl, the young one. Yeah, Peggy. Yeah, yeah, no, no, the young one, um, uh, John Hamm's daughter. She's she's, oh, she's yes. very very good in that. Sally Draper. Yeah, Sally Draper. She's very oh, good. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Okay. Um, by the way, I I got a. <coughs> oh, cheer. You're, you're okay, are you? I am. I sneezed. Okay. Uh, by the way, I got a, a um, an email from a listener just where we're on that. Um, oh yeah. Uh, Stephen Kennedy from Limerick he wants to know how many episodes of The Good Wife are left now I presume he's talking about uh, left in season 6 and there's a total of 8 still to go from tomorrow night that's 8 from tomorrow night and uh, so if you've been following the programme you'll know how, how, how far along are you with it I'm the same position I was with Mad Men. I haven't okay. started that latest series well, yet, so uh, don't spoil no, it. No, I'm not going to spoil anything. But you'll know, obviously, that the election for new state's attorney, which she's is running, all, yeah. that, that's all happening and hasn't been. But one of the one of my favorite running guests in it is an actor called Gary Cole. I don't know if you remember, he plays Diane's husband in it. He's, He's the, the gun expert, the run right wing gun expert. Yeah. So he has a little story arc in the all remaining right, episodes. Okay. I really like him. Yeah. Who's your favorite? Like I keep talking about Kalinda, but yeah. if we leave Kalinda out of the equation who's your favourite character well I, I mean I, I agree with you about Kalinda I, I love Diane as well I think she's great I think she's a lovely um, actress uh, but as well I like Carey the young fella I, he's really grown on me I have to say I think he has a lot going for him do you know me. what I think there's a fantastic well for me it's a great subplot going on there which are the different judges, you know? Oh, yeah, they yeah, come yeah, up with these yeah. different, and they all are idiosyncratic. You know the one, the one who makes them say, "In my opinion," all yeah. the time. <laughs> well, now you might think, and and people watching this, the Good Wife, might think that you know these idiosyncratic judges mm. in America are a bit odd. Yeah. They're not. not yeah. I was in a case in New York and your man only turned up when it suited him. So we'd all be there at 10 o'clock like for the court yeah. and then he'd just say, well, I'm not going to come in until 12. 
Yeah. I mean, he, it was extraordinary. But they're uh, they're 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 a lovely sort of collection. You're right about about the, the subplot. But there's a lovely collection of American character actors there that come up. Uh, there's a, an actor called David Pamer who comes up again and again, uh, and several others. They're really good, first class actors. Yeah, um, it, somebody suggests that Police Academy Three was the beginning of uh, Treat Girls, where it all went wrong, basically, like the mm. idea of having three of them. No. I don't know how Police Academy got past one. No, I don't either. I don't either, no. <laughs> and anyway, look what's far more important. Have we mm. any good movies coming in? Okay, well, oh, I, I don't know if... Oh, there's nothing outstanding this week, first of really? all. Really? Yeah. Uh, Despite being, you telling me there's more movies being released more, now than more, ever more, this is This is a historic year, absolutely historic year. And uh, more movies, more movies making big money, more movies passing the billion, the billion dollar mark, um, all of this. But anyway. Well, just, but just before, yeah. uh, do you know what you recommended to me, the Bob Hope biography? Yes. Remember that? Yeah. But in it also is that period where they were terrified of television. Yeah. The movies have totally I recovered I love reading now. that stuff. Yeah, I love but they've recovered now. I mean, well, yeah, television yeah. doesn't appear to be a threat at all to movies. Yeah, but have they recovered in the way you want, for instance? I was looking at, um, there's a, an annual convention in Las Vegas every year in which the film studios come along and they make a presentation to the exhibitors. The exhibitors are the representatives of the cinema. And uh, I was reading, uh, the, the, the last one was, the, the, the latest one was last week. And they, um, Warner Brothers came to this and they laid out all the stuff that they have coming, George, between now and uh, 2020. And uh, uh, okay, I, I think it was about uh, 20 or 22 films and they had all the Marvel stuff that's coming up, all the Pixar stuff that's coming up, some uh, fairy tales, there, um, Disney fairy tales that are now being remade like Beauty and the Beast and they had a few original things there as well but a, a ferocious amount of stuff. Okay, one of the things, we actually had it as a clue in the competition this week mm. but The Simpsons has been renewed. Yes. How old is that? Simpsons is in its 28th year. But that's a whole new generation of people are now watching The Simpsons. There, there you go. I have it on that list there in front of you. Well, it's the longest running hit uh, uh, and it just, as I said, it just got longer. Announced yesterday, that was announced on Monday, extended for another two seasons, bringing it to its prime time life to 28. After prolonged negotiations between the main cast, Fox Television reached a series of new deals and picked up the show until 2017. Now, are the, are the same people doing voiceovers like a lot of the same people are doing are doing it, yeah, yeah. But I imagine they're. I, I haven't got the figures, but I imagine they've been really well paid by this stage, you know. All right, there was a great series. I came to quite late, and I started to get it in box sets. But it was a BBC series called Spooks. They've now yes. made a movie, I see. Okay. Is it good? Well, okay. I agree with you. I liked it as well. I have to say I liked the television series. I liked some of the actors. I liked the, the fact that um, that, that, that uh, Game of Thrones thing um, applied in it. In other words, n nobody was safe. You know, uh, people got killed. Yeah, main main actors got killed. But anyway, it's spooks. It's called Spook, Spooks: The Greater Good, and uh, it's as you say, it was uh, a television series ran for ten seasons over nine years, made by the BBC, and it was set in MI5 headquarters in the centre of London, in London. Yeah, I know if it's the centre of London, well, in London anyway, and. Uh, 
So and one of the things that they had uh, going through it was there was the head of this unit, this I think it was a county counter-terrorism unit, uh, played by Peter Furt, and his name was Harry Pierce. Now, he was the old-timer. He was the veteran in the unit, and they tended to have a younger guy with him, you know. Matthew McFadden was one of them. And um, so that's what they've done here now again. There's um, an actor called Kit Harrington uh, who plays a character called Jon Snow in Game of Thrones, and he's in this. Uh, what happens at the beginning of it is um, a, um, a terrorist escapes, and they have to go get uh, the help of this character played by Kit Harrington in order to get him back. <coughs> I'm sorry, okay. I'm, I'm losing my voice, yeah. All right, well, it's movies <coughs> with uh, Philip Malloy. Um the, the, one of the things we've been talking about in recent weeks, well, for a long time really, is uh, Irish independent directors and Irish independent films, which have done yeah. really well. You've got an Irish horror movie. Yeah, Are yeah. you recommending well, or well, what? Yeah, I do recommend it. And it's, ca- it's called The Canal. And it's made by a guy called Ivor Kavna, who I spoke to quite recently. He'd be on the picture show um, um, uh, on Saturday night. And uh, he, this is this was a guy, George, another one of these guys who actually went to the bank and got a loan and bought and 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 got some lighting from uh, Richie Boucher. I don't know if it's from <laughs> Richie Boucher, <laughs> right, okay. but he got he got a loan, uh, got a loan of money, and he, um, uh, he he bought a camera and he bought light and he started in this way. Given that we know so yeah. much about the movies, you and I, should we actually go to the bank and get a few get, get a buy few a camera? Should we? There's, there's, quite, there's a, quite a good... I mean, remember they used to say that down the years, if you want to be a filmmaker, buy a camera and go out and do it. I've got a great idea for a film. And what is it? You all, you've always got great ideas. It's about a radio program. <laughs> Has it been done before? <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah, a presenter who also moonlights as a on, <laughs> as a punter on TV. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, the, the, this film is called the Ca- the Ca- the Canal, and it's about this film archivist, and he lives in this kind of elegant new townhouse alongside a Dublin canal. He's married to a Dutch woman. Yeah, they right. have a lovely little son. Okay. And so after unearthing this kind of creepy vintage footage of a murder that took place in the house a hundred years before, this guy David he discovers that his wife is having an extramarital affair. Martin affair. And when her body then is dragged out of a canal a few days later, he becomes right. the prime suspect. Okay. All uh, right. Well, Philip, you will be cured by next week. Apparently, science has now discovered a cure for the common cold. And Philip is going to be the first person in receipt uh, of the pills. Here's a question. I'm sure yeah. I've got the answer here. But the question. A film set in the U.S. 1860 shows a brief scene of a Civil War battle where cadets at a military academy, you know this, storm a Union position. I know it was a real battle in the Shenandoah Valley. It isn't a movie about the Civil War. Maybe 60s or 70s drive me nuts. Any idea of the movie? Oh, uh, I didn't expect that to be thrown at me. Um, uh, It's it's, it's obviously not Shenandoah. uh, No, but is it not William Holden... John Wayne. It's the horse soldiers. And do you remember the, the no, kid, that, no, that's what it is. That's do you remember the is. kids yeah. stormed a position that's, and w- a, well, a, yeah, the, the kids were from this academy in the yes, south. Okay, remember that. Yeah, and, and and what happened was rather than shoot him, uh, Wayne, who was the leader of the Union cavalry, he got up on his horse and got all his men up and, and that, skedaddled. That's and skedaddled. Right. I'm sure that's the one he's talking okay, about. Yeah, yeah, don't you agree? Yeah, it sounds like it, all right. Yeah, yeah. Because the 
the headmaster of the uh, school had a stake. I remember, yeah, I remember William Holden was a doctor in it and yeah. uh, John Wayne was this railroad engineer and Holden used to call him a section hand all the time when he was yeah. he was taunting him. And who, what was the name of the Wimbledon women's singles oh, yes, champion? Oh, yes, yes, yes. Uh, what's her name? Black Altia Gibson. Gibson All right, the picture show, please. Saturday. The picture show is on, and I, I have a, a, a great um, story in it. Well, we have several great stories in it, so it's really worth listening to. As it is every week, it's on at six o'clock on uh, Saturday. All right, Philip will be cured by then. Ian Holmes from Athlone is the winner of the two-night stay at the Heritage Hotel in Kilnardy. Correctly answered, Tony Blair celebrating his birthday today. Happy birthday. And uh, the music, Things Can Only Get Better, was famously used by Blair as part of his election campaign.